0: What's up, kids? My name is Ray Rout, and welcome to the Dear Pats Nation podcast. I am what you would call a New England Patriots superfan. And you know that I'm always going to find my reasons and excuses to talk about those six times, six, six, six times, Super Bowl champions. But I don't just talk about the Patriots here on the Dear Pats Nation podcast. No, 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 no. We talk about the entire National Football League, the NFL, if you will. And no matter what time of year it is, whether it's the combine, free agency, the middle of the season, Super Bowl season, it doesn't matter. We're always going to have your football fix. Let's look at some of these stories we're going to be talking about tonight. Reports have emerged that the Arizona Cardinals will not be using the franchise tag on Chandler Jones. Jones, of course, played for the New England Patriots before being traded in 2016. Is it now time for the Patriots to consider a reunion with Chandler Jones? Trent Brown just finished his second stint with the New England Patriots, and unlike 2020, it feels like Brown will be willing to take less money and stay with the Patriots. Trent Brown changed his Twitter profile picture today to a wolf wearing a gray helmet and the uniform was the same color scheme as the New England Patriots. Fans and analysts are concerned about some key defensive pieces leaving the New England Patriots of free agency. This includes JC Jackson, Dante Hightower and Devin McCourty amongst a large list of players hitting free agency. One thing that we need to remember is the Patriots also have a long list of talent that could have a huge impact on the Patriots next season. Those names include Sean Wade, Cameron McGrone, and Ronnie Perkins. The former second overall pick, Mitchell Trubisky, could be starting his 20, could be starting in the 2022 season after spending this past season as a backup in Buffalo. Trubisky did not play for much for the Buffalo Bills, but there's been a lot of chatter about him getting a lucrative deal in free agency and potentially starting. The Carolina Panthers, Pittsburgh Steelers, Washington Commanders, New York Giants, and potentially the Denver Broncos are all believed to be in the mix for Trubisky, and that's according to ESPN's Dan Garzino and Jeremy Fowler. Kansas City Chiefs safety Tyron Matthew is set to hit the open market. NFL Network's Ian Arapaport reports. There's still a chance that Matthew returns to the Chiefs, but the team also has other priorities to attend to. Their star safety is expected to be a coveted player once the official once officially becoming a free agent later this month. Aaron Rodgers at a crossroads of his NFL career, the reigning league MVP is reportedly torn on where he wants to play in 2022. According to Pro Football Talk, Rodgers has specific deals lined up with other teams and those clubs have compensation lined up with the Packers. The destination, Florio reports, are believed to be exclusively in the AFC with the Broncos, Titans, and Steelers being named as viable possibilities. One of the biggest needs for the New England Patriots this offseason is to find more weapons for second-year quarterback Mac Jones, and that's according to Greg Bedard of the Boston Sports Journal. New England has shown some interest in trading for Panthers receiver Robbie Anderson. This isn't the first time that the Patriots have shown interest in Anderson. The 28-year-old himself admitted leading up to the Patriots-Panthers game week 9 this past season that Bill Belichick tried to sign him as a free agent back in 2020. Coming back from a 2020 COVID opt-out, Dante Hightower was one of the most expensive Patriots in 2021. He had a $12.4 million cap it and an $8.875 million base salary and has played out the last year of his deal signed in 2017. Four years, $33.5 million with $17 million guaranteed. The 2019 version of Hightower was still a force. He played 71.3% of the snaps and had 71 tackles, five and a half sacks, eight tackles for loss, 13 quarterback hits and four passes defended. It's hard to envision Hightower getting back to being that player. So one of the greatest Patriots of the Dynasty's 2.0 edition is at a career crossroads. And as of right now, failed New York Giants head coach Joe Judge is expected to work with the quarterbacks, but listed as a, quote, offensive assistant. Meanwhile, failed Detroit Lions head coach Matt Patricia is expected to work with the offensive line. In addition to tight ends, coach Nick Calley is thought to be taking on a larger role. New England does not have an offensive coordinator or a quarterbacks coach, coach, nor does the coaching staff have a true play caller. To make things even more complicated, NFL free agency is just two weeks away. And uh, that's the stuff we're going to discuss. That's the stuff we're going to have fun with. Don't forget that I am a member of the Dean Blendell Podcast Network. Head on over to deanblendell.com and see everything that I'm doing over there, as well as uh, over 100 podcasts and content creators from sports, news, politics, entertainment, and more Teamblooddell.com has everything that you're looking for and hey if you're a fan of the Deer past podcast and you're looking for a place to get all of my content head on over to rayroute.com that's r-a-y-r-a-u-t-h.com and you'll find the latest episodes of the Deer past station podcast plus my newest videos blogs merch store and more go check out rayroute.com that's r-a-y-r-a-u-t-h.com and get all of my newest content all in one place Hey, and if you're looking for exclusive Dear Pats Nation content, head on over to my Patreon page and become a Loyalty Club member for only $5 a month. Here's the perks you get for joining the Patreon page. You get the live video version of the Deer Pats Nation podcast at 8.30ish every single night of the week. You get direct access to me. Send me a message. I guarantee I'll answer you. And your comments and questions will be answered on every episode of the Dear Pats Nation podcast, plus every Friday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can join the Patreon Hangout with me and all the Loyalty Club members. So for $5, you get exclusive videos, you get your comments and questions answered, and you get the Friday Hangout. So come check out Patreon, the Patreon page over at www.patreon.com slash DPN Sports. And with that being said, let's get this show started. And uh, we are going to start with our Patreon question. But first, I'm going to say, how are you guys doing? How's everybody doing on this uh, Sunday night? I'm going to be honest with you, I got a little bit of those Sunday blues. I've been thinking about this for a few weeks now. Like, I need to take a week off of work. Like, I probably won't take a week off the podcast and that kind of thing, but I just need to get away from work for a week. Definitely not going to happen in the month of March. That's for sure. But Maybe April I'll do it i've never like especially at this job like in this company i've never been at a position where like i just don't want to go to work on monday i haven't been that guy i've always enjoyed going to work always enjoyed being there maybe it's because i got some personal stuff going on that i'm just not interested but i don't know the sunday blues that's what they call it right it's kind of dumb because it's still a weekend but like fridays are the best right and it's weird because you work most of the day friday but you get friday night And then, you know, you got all day Saturday and then Sunday you spend most of the day, at least in my way, especially when football's not on. I don't have that distraction. I spend most of my day just thinking about going to work the next day. Maybe it's just me. Is it you? Let me know in the comments. I want to know. Do you... Do you get the Sunday blues? Are you like me? Do you get into this state where you're just like, and like, it's funny because Sunday I got like all this free time, made a nice dinner tonight, made a nice roast and mashed potatoes and all that kind of stuff. And it was like, I just kind of went through the motions of it. Like wasn't excited for it. Love Saturday dinner because you can have like a nice dinner and know you got Sunday, but like, you know, it is what it is. But it's like, you know, you get all this free time on Sunday, especially like in the off season, like when football is not, at its height (laughs) and i don't got to watch games every sunday like this is a chill time to just you know do whatever i got to do right but um nah like here i am and i don't know got a war happening at the other side of the world right now didn't even pay attention to it today sunday blues sunday blues I don't even know if that's a real thing. I may have just made that up. Sunday blues. I know there's the February blues. I don't know, but I don't know. Let's get to this Patreon question though. It comes from my boy Alex, who says, "Do you think that the Saints will trade away Alvin Kamara to free up space? Uh, and if they do, how much would teams be willing to give up to tr- for tr- uh, to trade him?" Uh, you know what? When it comes to a running back, even a running back like Alvin Kamara, compensation for them aren't great. Um, at the end of the day. There's a, a an attitude around the NFL that you know running backs are a dime a dozen uh, unless you're like a really really special running back like you're like a Derrick Henry or uh, a Jonathan Taylor that sort of thing unless you're like one of those kind of guys it's really like it's a dime a dozen type of thing there's not a there's not this whole like lineup of people who are just like hey we need to spend a ton of money or a ton of draft capital on running backs. That's why you hardly ever see a running back go in the first round of the draft, because I mean, look at the Patriots. They have Damian Harris. They got in the third round, Ramondre Stevenson. They got in the fourth round. You can get really solid running backs in the late rounds of the drafts. You can get really solid running backs and free agency for almost nothing. So I I just like, to me, it's, it's, I don't see them getting up a lot of compensation. I also don't see them getting rid of Alvin Kamara because of the Michael Thomas extension. I really believed that the saints were going to go on this whole blow up and rebuild and get rid of some of those big contracts and whatever. I mean, they have no quarterback. They, they, they're they not really set up for success. So I really, I wasn't expecting like any sort of huge moves coming out from, or I was expecting actually, sorry, I was expecting huge moves coming out from the saints as they kind of cleared house. And then things changed. They extended Michael Thomas, cleared up, like, what, like, $34 million in cap space, which is, like, you know, good for them. Phenomenal, whatever. Uh, but then there was that piece of me that was like, okay, like, maybe the Saints believe they have a chance. Because, I mean, if you look, like, just a couple of weeks ago, it looked like the, it looked like the Saints were finished. They were done. Sean Payton stepped down as the head coach. Michael Thomas looked like he was on his way out. No quarterback. The Saints have a lot of talent on their team. So if they can get the right coach in place, if they can get the the right quarterback in place, doesn't have to be a great quarterback, but just the right quarterback in place. If I was them, I would be taking a stab at Jameis Winston, to be real with you. I know he's I don't know when he's back. I know he went out with the ACL, but I would be because I, I think he played great. But of course he played great under Sean Payton. Who knows where that's gonna go from there? I guess this is my long-winded answer of saying no. No. I don't think they're going to trade him. And even if they were, I I don't think they're going to get like a whole crap load of compensation for him. All right. A lot of things to talk about. A lot of things to rant about. A lot of things to get philosophical about. Let's start with the Patriots subject. Let's talk about the Patriots having a lot of young defensive talent that we haven't seen yet. Uh, Because I think Ian Rappaport came out today and basically said that the Patriots have tried to make some sort of move to extend JC Jackson. He's decided to hit free agency. He's probably going to get paid just a bag load of money. I think at this point that most of us could probably consider him done with the Patriots. I don't think that's a unfair assessment to make. It's really weird too, because we're like, what, two weeks away from free agency hitting. I think it's a March 20th, the new year starts legal tampering. The Patriots haven't even started clearing up cap space yet. So I guess, and I saw someone tweet this today and I just kind of laughed when I saw it, like Patriot fans, you should probably not expect the same excitement that we got last year during free agency. When it was like hour after hour, there was just a new free agent signing with the Patriots. Uh, I almost want to go out on a limb right now and say that new England won't have a first day signing. And that's typical free agency for the Patriots not to have a first day signing. It's way more typical for them to be like day two, day three, day four, start picking up some of those other guys, those hole fillers, those depth pieces. I I will expect the Patriots to sign somebody or will to resign a couple of their contracts. I think Juwan Williams or sorry, Juwan Bentley. I apologize. Juwan Bentley and uh Trent Brown are probably the two guys at the top of my list that I think will resign. We'll have to see about James White. I think there's a lot of people who believe James White may head on over to Tampa Bay and play with Brady and the Bucks, but now that Brady's issue or you know, issued his retirement statement, that's probably out of the mix. But the Patriots' defense has taken a, I mean, it's going to be a big overhaul. Dante Hightower's probably finished. Good possibility Devin McCourty's going to be gone. Good possibility that JC Jackson is going to be out. Now, everybody's replaceable. Let's not get crazy. But there's no easy answers for New England right now when you break it all down. You can't just replace J.C. Jackson with anybody you have on your active roster. They're going to have to do that through the draft. You can't just replace Devin McCourty. There's too much that he brings to the table. However, the Patriots have some young defensive talent that we haven't got to see perform yet that I'm excited to see perform next year to see if they can be a big part of the Patriots' defense. Sean Wade, obviously a big one. Sean Wade makes things interesting too because if they move him to be their number one slot corner, you have the option of moving Jonathan Jones back to safety. And he's got a ton of speed. Jonathan Jones is probably the fastest defender the Patriots have. Sean Wade is not good on the outside. That's one of the important things to remember. He's really not. The reason that Ohio State started using him on the outside his last year is because slot corners don't get drafted in the first round. So he was pushing to get to he went back, was pushing to play on the outside. He did it. Didn't go well for Ohio, just so everybody knows. Like it didn't go well at all. But if you put him in the slot, you have options of what you can do with Jonathan Jones. We also need to see Cameron McGrone, who was injured last year. We knew we weren't gonna see McGrone. He's a quick, fast, three-down linebacker, can play on and off the ball. He's not going to step in and beat Dante Hightower. I mean, I don't even think a position like Hightower's even should exist in the NFL anymore. You can't beat Josh Allen with linebackers like just with Bentley and Hightower and that kind of thing. Bentley can play the Hightower role. He can be the Mike. He can be the big boomer. And that that would be it for that. Cameron McGrone is more that guy who can play on the ball, off the ball. He can stop the run. He can pursue to the quarterback. A little bit of quickness, a little bit of speed. Because, man, the Patriots got to play Josh Allen. They got to play Zach Wilson. They got to play Tua Tagawaola. That's six games this season. They got to play three mobile quarterbacks right off the hop. So because of that, you need some speed linebackers. And I think Cameron McGrone can do it. And the other guy that we didn't get to see, the Patriots' third round pick, Ronnie Perkins. Now, I talked about it right after the draft last year that I thought Ronnie Perkins could have been seen as the trade of the draft or the steal of the draft. And I think there's still a, po- I mean, if he comes out next season and he is what we think Ronnie Perkins can be, if he performs the way we think Ronnie Perkins is capable of performing then there's still a very real possibility that you can still name him the steal of the draft. And I think I have a little bit of optimism about things because of that. The only real fear I have is, is losing JC Jackson. Obviously I, I, and look, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not happy with Bill Belichick over this. I know a lot of people like to call me a Bill Belichick fanboy and and they think that I won't do anything to criticize Bill Belichick, but I will. And this is one of those situations where I will criticize Belichick. The Patriots mismanaged everything when it came to Stephon Gilmore. They had back-to-back seasons that they had the opportunity to trade him. Now, I totally get not trading him in 2019. Tom Brady was still here. The Patriots were still in the playoff spot. They're still competing for the AFC East. I understand not trading him then. I do not understand what Bill Belichick was doing in 2020. Now, I understand the Patriots were still in the hunt for a playoff spot come trade deadline in 2020. But it was blatantly obvious to everybody that like A, Cam Newton was not good enough. B, there wasn't enough talent on either side of the ball for the Patriots to really compete to even make the playoffs. Now, unless Belichick really believed they were going to be able to work something out heading into the 2021 year, maybe they looked at the the numbers that they had coming up. They looked at the salary cap they were going to have and thought, hey, we can work a deal with, with Gilmore. But at the end of the day, you got to figure at the very least, the Patriots could have got a second-round pick, at the very least, a second-round pick for Gilmore at the trade deadline. Because the moment the trade deadline finished, I said it right then and there, Stephon Gilmore will never be as valuable as he was before the trade deadline of 2020. Then he got hurt. And then his value plummeted. Carolina's already moving on from him. Because he probably still wants big money. And he doesn't really deserve it anymore. Name cache is like what I like to call it. We've seen that so many times. We've seen it with the Patriots. Guys like Eric Decker. Name cache. So you mismanage Gilmore. You get a sixth-round draft pick for him. You would have been better to actually just to not release him, not trade him, let his contract expire, see if he signed somewhere else and try to get like a third round comp pick for him or something of that nature. And now you got the whole JC Jackson thing. And I discussed this, I don't want to say it nauseam, but it is the subject we brought up. We just got so just excited and, and so caught up in the hype of free agency last year like this was a subject we talked about but it wasn't like something we overly talked about and I was the Patriots had the opportunity to lock up Jackson for a long-term deal last off season and they chose not to they put the transition tag on him or whatever that is the tender tag I think they put a first round tender on him Nobody was willing to give up their first round pick for Jackson. He ends up signing it and he plays for the Patriots. Now he's talking about $20 million a year. And JC Jackson played on that franchise tag, played on that, that first round tender. Completely betting on himself. He didn't complain about it. He's like, man, I'm going to prove myself. And he proved to be one of the best corners in the league. Listen, we, I was one of them. I had questions. I asked, was JC Jackson a true number one cornerback or was he a very, very, or was he an elite number two and a, like a good number one who gets boosted up by Stephon Gilmore? And I think for most of this season, Jackson easily, pers- easily persuaded everybody and showed by his actions on the field that he's a true number one corner. He wants to get paid like a top five cornerback, right? Quote, what did he say? It's time for Mr. Interception to be paid or Mr. INT to be paid. So that's where we're at now. We're at a point where, I mean, maybe I'm just playing doom and gloom. Maybe I'm trying to mimic Boston radio, but I really do believe that we've seen the end of JC Jackson with the Patriots. And that infuriates me. It infuriates me because Bill Belichick missed twice now on contracts. Now, my defense for Belichick has always been being a general manager is not just about the draft. It's about free agency. It's about signing your own players. Belichick, the man uh, of of moving on a year too early instead of a year too late, right? We talked about the ruthless cutthroat approach by Bill Belichick. I can't defend this move. And there's going to be people who are going to reach out to me in in one manner or the other, and they're going to say, look, I told you, look what Belichick did now. Look how we screwed this up. How do I argue that? How can I look anybody in the eyes and say, no, 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 no. Belichick's a great GM. When outside of last year, he's what blown five drafts in a row for the most part. There's maybe a handful of guys we can pull out, right? Damien Harris, obviously, Mike Onwinu. He's nailed it with the undrafted free agents. But again, only a handful of draft picks that we can turn around and really be proud of. And then you're going to go back-to-back seasons and simultaneously lose your best defensive player that just happened to play the same position. So you lost the former defensive player of the year, Stephon Gilmore to his first six-round pick, didn't play a single second for the Patriots in 2021. And now you could be heading into 2022, or I should say probably heading into 2022, with no JC Jackson because he mismanaged it. And I am the biggest Bill Belichick supporter in the world. Everybody knows that. I took Team Belichick over Team Brady. I'm not even embarrassed to say that to anybody. So if I can come to the conclusion that we need to be upset at Bill Belichick, the biggest Belichick homeboys, fanboys, whatever you want to call it in the world, need to be recognizing this right now too. Need to be recognizing that Bill Belichick has screwed this up royally. And if the Patriots lose Jackson, I don't know how the Patriots bounce back from that. Because if you would have had Jackson, we're not even talking a cornerback in the first round. We're talking a linebacker. We're talking a wide receiver. We're talking the possibility of trading up, get Chris Oleve. Whoever. Instead, now, we're going to be talking about cornerbacks in the draft. We're going to be talking about trying to find J.C. Jackson's replacement when JC, when you could have had J.C. Jackson himself if you would have signed a deal last year that wouldn't have cost you $20 million per season. But Belichick mismanaged it. Here we are. And now music tells me that it's time to say goodbye. Don't forget to tune in tomorrow. Producer Mike will be back in the house as he is every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And we'll be back on the live stream Friday night. And that's it for the Dear Past Nation podcast, man. Thanks a lot for tuning in today, everybody. Really appreciate it. Make sure you follow our business account at RayRouteWeb and stay up to date with all our new content. Uh, follow me on Twitter at DPN underscore Ray. Make sure you give uh, producer Mike a follow as well at MN underscore off topic. And come on in here each and every day because we've got all your Patriots and NFL content covered. Why wouldn't you want to t- tune in daily? Don't forget that I am a member of the Dean Blundell Podcast Network. Head on over to DeanBlundell.com and see everything I'm doing over there. As well as over a 100 podcasts and content creators from sports, news, politics, entertainment, and more, com has everything that you're looking for. If you're a fan of the Dear Path Station podcast, man, why don't you head on over to my website, RayRoute.com, that's R-A-Y-R-A-U-T-H.com. You'll find my latest episodes of the Dear Past Nation podcast, plus all my newest videos, blogs, merch store, and more. Go check out rayroute.com. That's R-A-Y-R-A-U-T-H dot com. And get all of my newest content all in one place. And hey, if you're looking for a place to get exclusive Dear Pass Nation content, head on over to my Patreon page. Okay, Become a Loyalty Club member. Only $5 a month. Here's the perks you get for joining the page. You get the live video version of the Dear Past Nation podcast. We go live every day at 8.30ish p.m. Eastern time. Everybody who's watching this on YouTube now, if you're watching it "quote unquote" live, you're actually watching a replay of the live show. The only place you can find us 100% actual live, interact with us in the chat, is over on the Patreon page. Uh, you also get direct access to me. Send me messages. I guarantee that I'll answer them. I know other people. I get DMs. I get emails. I don't answer everybody. It's not my. It's not my intention to dismiss you. I just. I get a lot of messages. Patreon. I guarantee that I'll answer you. Uh, We also give you an opportunity to leave comments and questions every single night like we did with like Alex left one tonight for the Patreon or for the podcast. You ask a question, we will answer it. Guys, and then every Friday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you can join us for the Patreon Hangout. We do it live. You come up on screen. We chat about football. We chat about Patriots. We chat about everything. So 5 bucks a month to get an exclusive live stream. You get comments and questions answered. You get the Friday night Hangout. Come check out the Patreon page. www.patreon.com. DPN Sports. All right, that's it for the pitches. That's it for the content. Prayers to the people of Ukraine. Prayers to the people of Russia. And prayers to everybody around the world. We appreciate everyone who's listening to us from around the world. And uh, never forget, no matter who you are, no matter what's going on in your life, you're legit, kid. whether you're looking for professional development as a sportscaster, different career paths, or if you just want to be entertained by hearing some of the best storytellers in the world tell their own stories, this podcast is for you. You can subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast platforms or you can visit our website saythedamscore.com. I'm Matt Kundel, host of the Sound Off podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast.